0: welcome to the educate us podcast with your host nick saveri dr stacy schultz and dr patrice fenton three former teachers and administrators talking about a wide range of topics happening in education time to educate us happy holidays everyone thank you of course for listening to the educate us podcasts i'm glad to be here with my co-hosts as we get ready to wrap up the year as always we talk about how you can be able to stay connected to the show um email the show at the educate us show at gmail.com just let us know what you like about the show or in the rarest occurrences what you don't like we're more than happy to you know have that read on the show and i depending on what you say i'll be more than happy to clown you for saying it but that aside, we do appreciate all feedback uh, to my colleagues. We are obviously in the throes of holiday season for many folks going on break or whatever that amounts to, <laughs> depending on what you know what activities live for you in the coming days. So just starting there, Patrice, you know, what's coming up for you? What excites you? Are you going to actually have a time to relax? Or are you like many of us where you're just running around and seeing family and, you know, trying to balance, you know, some personal time and rest and relaxation with also, you know, the obligations of just, you know, connecting with family and friends.
1: No, (laughs) I am committing to rest this holiday season. I was just sharing with uh, Stacey before we hit record, my family's gathering for Christmas in New York, in Brooklyn, no, actually in Harlem, excuse me. Um, And I do long to be there. I, I really do. It's been a minute since we've, I've been in this space with them. Um, but I'm very happy to remain home in Stone Mountain, enjoy my home and sleep to my heart's content and wake up when I want to and nap when I want to and binge watch TV when I want to and read a book and journal, um, and hang out with my, my, uh, mini me as they say, um, and just chill out. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not impressed to, to be out and about at all. I'm going to take a cue from the season and hibernate a little bit while I have an opportunity before we're back at it in January.
0: See, I'm going to take the bait. You mentioned reading and, and catching up on some shows. What is what is potentially on the plate for your viewing and reading habits with these uh, these couple of days off coming up?
1: So I have this book, gosh, and I forgot the name of it. I think it's called The Spirit of Our Work. It's about Black women teachers. I hope I'm saying the name correctly. Um, So I'm going to dive into that. I'm not sure what I'm going to binge just yet, though. There are a couple of shows that I'm uh, behind on which escaped my brain, but um, there are a few series that I want to dive into. And actually one series that I'm thinking of uh, that I may rewatch, but we'll see.
0: Okay. I like you weighing weighing your options, but definitely some viewing time, which is awesome and appreciate it. Stacey, what about you? What is your plan for just self-care, also entertainment, and just what comes up for you in the coming days ahead in this holiday season?
2: A little bit of everything, a little bit of family, a little, I mean, well, a lot of personal family with my kiddos and husband, but um, also some extended family, some holiday spirit activities, and also some quiet stillness time before, also before we hit record, I was telling Patrice, I'm really looking forward to being still um, and just embracing that a little bit. And Nick, what's the holiday time going to be like for you?
0: For the most part, staying still too. Um, I know my wife's working, you know, in the coming, at least twice between now and new years. So for us, it's going to be, yeah. And for her work at this point will be like a 24 hour shift to their hospital. So that day, obviously she's booked up the next day. The first half of the day is for her just to rest up. Um, I'm fortunate because obviously I'm taking some time off work. So you know, in that time with our little girls, I get to just focus on them. And that's probably the thing I'm most excited about. Uh, But yeah, we'll mostly be local. We will be in New York for a couple of days uh, just before New Year. So we're excited about that. You know, know, holidays in the city are always fun. And we're just going to stay somewhere and, you know, we get a chance to just take it all in. It's funny being in New York because we're not necessarily going in with a plan. I mean, there's at least a couple of stores and things we want to check out, but You know, Brian Park still has their holiday store. So a lot of like touristy things we'll do. (laughs) So, you know, as we were, as we're thinking, reflecting, you know, transitioning to, you know, what comes up for us now, I was, you know, we were talking uh, before we hit the record button about, you know, the question is for us, you know, having started this show, the planning of an April, the recording, the first, you know, captured sessions, you know, starting in June, you know, what does the year end look like? for many, you know, for many podcasts, radio shows too, it's always best of its lists. You know, I've get this question asked of like, well, what do you talk about? And how do you wrap up the year? Usually a couple of ways that people do it. One is sort of your best stuff, play clips from shows, which we've done actually a few episodes back, you know, that we did on this program, but it's also a step back of what stood out to you. So if you are a show that focuses on news or like other fields, you sort of look at the headlines and you know, for us and educate us, that's a similar t- tone that we take as well. You know, as we talked about often on this show, you know, the world of education has been more and more, especially in the U S has been, been more, brought more and more to the forefront of both culture wars, wherever side you want to land on that. Um, but also in the news too. So as we thought of that coming into this conversation today, you know, what's stu- first thing that stood out to me is, you know, what are the headlines we're taking away from 2023? Um, some of which and many of which actually <laughs> we've dived on onto the show, but as educators ourselves, as education nerds as well, what are we leaving with? You know, when the, the clock strikes, you know, 11 and closes the door in 2023, what, you know, themes or headlines stand out to us. So Stacey, I start with you first. You know, when you sit back and think of this previous year that went lightning fast, what do you leave with? Like what, like if mm-hmm. the music goes off, you know, what is sort of like the the remaining of the base or the drowning sound that you hear that fades in what we refer to as 2023?
2: Wow, Nick, that imagery and sounds I don't even know what you call that. <laughs> that sound imagery almost is really hitting me like a wave. Um, Well, so many are kind of flooding me, but uh, one that's really standing out, uh, which we just had a few different conversations about, which is like the future of work and school, particularly with the influence and increase in the use of AI and how that might shift what schooling and work looks like. Um, We had a great conversation with Avanga and Kelly, um, and in the new year, we're going to get to continue to explore that with some other awesome people in the field uh, to hear about what are the conversations they're having? How are they thinking about it? Um, And something that really stands out to me is where will this all shift for us? How do we get back to really centering humanity and our humanness and celebrating that? I think, and how do we center it more, right? And, and I think that's going to be really important as more and new AI is developed and and really integrated into our lives. I think this is going to be a key conversation. What does that mean? What does that look like? And how do we do that? Um, how do we not, as Vanga said, right? Not let the technology dictate to us how we should be with technology, but how we want to be with technology?
1: So I think for me, um, just like Stacy, there are tons. Um, I think the one that stands out the most is around the, the pullback from affirmative action. Um, you know, it just makes me realize how much erasure is happening in this country. Um, and it makes me wonder how future generations will look at the current times, you know? Um, So it makes me think a lot about like how policy and narrative connect um, and how who's telling the story uh, really, really matters and how they get to tell a story. And the fact that we have so many platforms now where pretty much anyone can share their thinking which is a beautiful thing in a country where we supposedly value freedom of speech uh, but then also it just, it, it creates more opportunity for rhetoric and um, misinformation to reach folks. So I, that that affirmative action decision, I think um, we're going to see a lot of uh, reverberating effects from it, just like a lot of the other things we've discussed. So I'm really excited for us to dive into and kind of keep a watch on different policies um, next year uh, and how they're impacting What's happening in our schools, and not just what's happening in our schools, but the impact on society at large, um, and just kind of the groupthink that's happening in real time, especially as we move into this, uh, as we are in the midst of this presidential cycle.
0: It's funny, Patrice, as you were talking about that, you know, something we also talked about was the article that it described, you know, the role of women in education, and like there's a heading here. Where we talk about, you know, I was teasing this up, but I'll just jump into it. I think the rollback especially as it relates to 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 women. Um I mean affirmative action obviously there's a larger conversation here about about black and brown people but like there seems to in 2023 it seems like we've made an effort to roll back the progress for 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 for, for women and minorities in this country. Um and that's I think that's there's like a there's a theme here of of conservatism trying to like stamp out progress. And obviously the narrative of our country has always been that in moments of progress, you know, immediately there is an opposite force that just comes from somewhere that tries to, you know, pull that back. And 2023 seems to be that. I mean, the other one that sort of comes up to me too, and it's tied to the idea of rolling back. I will, It's a stretch, but I'll put it here anyway, is what we're seeing in public schools. You know, when we hear about states that are taking initiatives to what they consider school choice. And I, and I use that in quotes because for some, particularly those in rural communities, there really is no choice. Even with voucher money in your hand, where are you going to go other than the local school that you hope still stays remaining and, and likely is funded by public funds? So there, yeah, there seems to be an attack on institutions and, and progress that's been made. And that's, that I think is the scariest part. And, you know, as we go into 2024, I don't know what that narrative becomes. I feel like in a certain way, I'm in like the Empire Strikes Back a little bit. Like there's been this, you know, like the Empire's come rushing in to like stamp out whatever, you know, positives came from A New Hope, right? For Star Wars fans, you're following this thread. But um, yeah, there seems to be, there's rollback is the word I use. Stacey, if another one comes up for you, great. Share it here. Or if there's something you want to respond to with what you know, Patrice and I have been sharing or something you want to elaborate on what you shared earlier, go wherever you want.
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. As you were both talking, there were two sort of ideas that were coming up. I mean, more than two. But two that I really want to hold on to, which have to do with development um, and kind of connected to my um, thing around like, human right where are we as humans and if you look developmentally right if you subscribe to this idea of like forms of mind and where people are as adult development um there's that socialized mind um way of thinking that a lot of adults are in and it really is about well who are the groups that i'm a part of which and how do i um fit in to that group Right. They're still not not all adults yet are kind of in that self-authored phase of, okay, well, that group doesn't have to define me. Right. I can still have these other ideas that I bring in. And it's not by saying one's right or wrong. It's just if that is where we are developmentally. Right. How do we. not everyone, right, but a lot of adults are, then how do we continue to challenge ourselves and think beyond the group and and offer those different um, perspectives, right? And, And another one that you brought up is this idea of rollback, which there's this beautiful idea, right, in development, like if we are making progress, that there will be sort of fallbacks, but that when we, the hope is, that we can move forward faster as we go again, right? That we don't necessarily lose that progress, although it certainly feels like we are <laughs> in this moment in time, um, but that when we move forward, we're moving forward from that progress, not that it we have to build all over again. Um, so there's that interesting idea as an individual, right? When we're kind of growing. And and so I wonder how, how true that is or what we'll see um, if we can, some more um, progress uh, or build from that progress rather. But the second thing that comes to me and I'm going to build off of um, Patrice's idea of erasure in this band books. Is band books new? Is any of what we're talking about new? No, but it's really standing out to me in 2023. uh, The attack on certain populations and the stories not being quote-unquote, allowed to be told, right, being taken off of library shelves, being banned from school districts, being, and if that isn't an erasure of a story or a narrative and who controls what, not even just what stories get told, but what stories get seen, like, it's really disturbing. Um, One positive thing, I think, you know, is that some of the more recent elections, we did see some of those, um, in the board members right we did see some of the board members not getting reelected. we saw a lot of people talking about stamping out book banning and so that is some positive things that i'm hoping again kind of maybe that fallback idea of okay we did make progress around this so maybe we can start from there and maybe quicker we get the books back on the shelves and the stories told for everybody um, to be seen in, in those stories. And we're going to talk more about politics of boards in, in the coming year, which I'm really excited about.
0: Before we look ahead to 2024, Patrice, is there anything else you want to say just to wrap, um, wrap up sort of your headspace and what's coming up for you as far as headlines and themes of this year?
1: I think, um, the other thing that stands out for me, uh, thematically speaking is mental health. Um, we've talked about it in various different uh, respects throughout uh, this year on the show. Um, it's been something that's been resting with me since, I mean, since always, just because I, I, it's a thing, but especially since the pandemic um, and thinking about teachers, but also as someone who's senior therapist and did so not too long ago, not too many years ago. And I'm like, why haven't I done this sooner? And, you know, I'm human. So I've been through some stuff, but I know folks who have been through way more trauma than I have. And I could imagine how amazing it would be for them to have that uh, service. Um, So it just makes me think about policy yet again, healthcare in this country, right? We can go and see a primary care physician that seems to be pretty standard. Why isn't seeing a therapist just as standard? right? And certainly in this country, I think we forget how much being here can be very traumatizing. (laughs) Living in this society can be very, uh, and if not traumatizing, at least harmful. We think about the impact on Black and brown people, but we forget that we are all uh, harmed by a lot of the things that occur here. So uh, I think it's something we all need And so I'm excited to continue to talk about uh, mental health, the impact in schools, but just also in society in general, and how much of a need there is for us to place more attention there, more energy there.
0: I I appreciate you bringing up um, something that came up for you. We were just sort of texting a moment ago about Jeffrey Fennell's appearance on this show, talking about um, sort of the nexus between education and the world outside of it in terms of just caring, you know, for the people that we work with, employees that are with us, um, and what he saw being in the classroom to stepping away, but what is the connection point between those different worlds? Because at the end of the day, we're all in, engaged in this thing we call work, some of which are more passionate than others, others feel more like a calling, but at the end of the day, we're, you know, that's real, and do we feel cared for in the work that we do? Damn, there is no easy way (laughs) to close the book. on, And it's not we're closing. Well, I guess we are technically closing the book on 2023. Um, But when we start to think of 2024, Stacey, I know you teased out um, something that sits with you about, you know, a theme that we're going to be diving into. And, you know, and what we're going to get into now is really two parts. One is, you know, where as a show are we going? This is an exciting moment for us to talk to you all about, you know, what are the big tent poles that we expect to dive into and it's also aspirational for us, too. You know, there are some ideas that we're putting on the table of that we are, we've already talked about that we're moving forward with. But then there's other spaces or other things that emerge for us as to, you know, it's sort of just percolating in my head and I'm going to put it out there and maybe we'll see where we go with it. But for listeners, you know, Stacey, you know, I'm going to help have you kick us off here. But like, what are the tracks that we start to go down? in 2024? What is one that stands out to you? And then the Patrice, I'm going to jump to you for um another just another pathway that that emerges for you as we get into this new year.
2: Well Nick, you invited that what's percolating or aspirational and just kind of out there. So of course my Heart went there. And I started to think about when we were talking about future rama of education. And I imagine us maybe at educational conferences or just on the, you know, subway or anywhere, and just asking people, like, contribute to this. What is the future rama of education? And kind of building that by being in all these um spaces with many different people and hearing their voices about what that would look like and putting that together and kind of putting it out there and exploring, then exploring the different parts of what comes up. What would it look like to create that in real time
1: and real life?
0: <laughs> Patrice, what, do you, what, do you, what comes up for you?
1: A lot of things. Really, honestly, I would echo what Stacey just mentioned that excites me just hearing her talk about it. Um, And also this notion of quote unquote school choice, Um, especially as a parent who's opted to homeschool my daughter. And now we are exploring, well, now we're at a homeschool co-op and now we're exploring going into private school. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's top of mind for me because I'm thinking about also the future of school, what school looks like and how we can transform it. I was scrolling Instagram today. And this guy was making a presentation and he was like, you know, look at a car today and then look at a car from 150 years ago. And then, uh, look at a phone from today. And then look at a phone from 150 years ago, look at a classroom from today. And then look at a classroom from 150 years ago. And they were the same, (laughs) they were the same. So, um, the whole idea of school choice and like what that really, really means, but then also like thinking about what are some new actual choices that we can think up and imagine for parents and families um, that takes us, you know, into the future, like for real.
0: (laughs) I feel like I just got hit with a thunderbolt because when you talk about real school choice or or framing the idea in a way that can be more aspirational, I've lived in a very negative space with that concept because the reality often is um, that, in the form of vouchers and the privatization of education the idea of school choice is really code for we want to pull money out of public schools that's often the political maneuver and we frame it as a matter of choice politically but i really love the fact that you just put that on its head and said yes but it can also be viewed as something else that would be more more sensible and do do better do more right for our our children so Damn, I'm grateful for that. That I will I will sleep better today (laughs) with just a reframe it like that. I'm very grateful for you for doing so. Um can I just add yeah, go ahead, please.
2: Well, as you were just speaking through how you received Patrice's comment, it made me really consider the idea how we as a country grasp onto this scarcity mindset. Right. And even the fact that school choice, like fundamentally right at its roots it is a little bit about pulling funding from certain spaces to give it to others but does it have to be that way and so even at the core right we're operating from this sense of like scarcity there's only this much money for schools so that's how this has to be right but is there a whole other way of thinking about that that you know really disrupts that mindset
0: See, listeners, you didn't realize it was an intervention for helping me reframe that my colleagues are able to help to do. And it was, but that's, I am floored by that because you're absolutely right. Like that is a, and this is where I know I've spent too much time in the political space, or at least in terms of what sort of comes up for me when we have these conversations. And I appreciate just the, the really refreshing and sort of openness that you both bring to this idea of it can be better. I think I can operate more from a place of this feels broken and what can we do about it? And hopefully this show, at least for me, was a way of sort of putting into the void what is possible um, or what feels wrong. And like airing that out, I appreciate you both talking about like, yes, and you know, what is the calling? Because it can be a beautiful future. It can be a beautiful place that we can aspire to. You both have talked about hope as a theme coming into the show to the book that you'll be all moving, that you're all working on. um, Yeah. I needed that. That was, that was special. Thank you for doing that. Um, Oh man. I now, of course not to get into a negative space though, but yeah, I mean, what comes up for me is the election this year. Um, You know, I talked about 2023 felt like not felt like, I mean, legislatively speaking, Or even from the standpoint of the Supreme Court, it is a rollback. Um, This election coming up feels like a testament to, are we as a nation good with that? Stacey, I, I appreciate you mentioned a moment ago about school board elections. And I'll even bring up what we've seen in matters of women's reproductive rights. In states like Kansas, I believe Kentucky, there are a couple other ones, Michigan, where like it is very clear what people are saying when the when the top when this is put to a referendum, people come forward and say they do not want the government telling women what to do with their bodies, which is refreshing. But at a national level, when Electoral College and all these pieces in place to kind of hold us back from truly being a democracy, there, I said it, I'm putting out there. <laughs> I struggle with us terming ourselves a democracy for this reason come November. What does that mean for us? Yeah, you know, are we prepared to move forward or are we prepared to potentially elect what would be what would be a massive rollback? Um, and it scares me and also makes me hopeful too that maybe all the polling data and all the stuff that we, at least for me, see on social media, is from a smaller contingent that are actually going to be people that are actually going to be, you know, on the lines on election day. It's always hard to say. I'm always critical of polls for that reason. but anyway, um, that certainly sits with me. We're about to go into primary season and we have caucuses coming up, um, and that lives on the forefront. And of course,, you know, what does this mean at the local level too? Um, thematically, that lives with me as well. Um, it's funny, something about the band books thing I was still sitting with. I guess that's another example of we feel like there's been really a sort of a, a, a swing in, the, in a way positive in response to that at the, in the form of school board elections. So what happens at the state level? You know, do we have more governors like Ron DeSantis or do we have more people like the the new head of um, the school board in, oh, I think maybe possibly in Bucks County in Pennsylvania, who swore on a stack of banned books. Thank you, Stacey, for affirming that. Um, making the statement like, not here. And I actually, my wife's friend is a teacher. I think we may have a couple of teachers in Bucks County. Um, and that was a ray of hope for us to see that because there was certainly a swing in the opposite direction in term of in terms of mask mandates and you know families really you know not wanting to have that in place. Um so I don't know. There there definitely perhaps may well be a, a return of the Jedi moment in 2024. Uh, remains to be seen. Um I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull off something now that I did not mention to my co-host, but I'll bring it, I'll spring it on them now, which is gratitudes you know, as we draw this episode to a close, um, I wanted to isolate you both about what you both bring to the show, what makes me smile and talking to you. Uh, Patrice, I will go first with you. And I appreciate, um, I appreciate just the thoughtfulness. I appreciate the, the hope that you bring to our conversations, the ability to bring a calmness to say, this too will pass, but it's important that we are in the moment and recognize what this means. I've always appreciated your ability to bring perspective in that way. Um, Steve. I really appreciate how you've always helped me connect the dots about what we talked about, why this is important, what does this mean, but also keeping it grounded in reality of yes, and. That's something you've you've often taught me about, Um, and I think on this show you do an excellent job of that, and it allows me to, to help sort of create a through line to all these ideas. So I'm always astounded by that because you're able to connect, you know, what we see—state, federal, local—to pulling back the re- pulling back the curves of like this is happening, but that we can't sit with that. And what can we do for action? You've always been the voice in the show to say like part of the hope of this program is to make sure that this inspires people to do something, to be reminded of that this thing we call school is a community. It, it's also an invitation that we should be reminded no matter what happens in the headlines as a member of a school community, whether you have a child there or not, this is a place for you. And it only becomes that when you choose to a, give a damn about, it, but B do something about it. And I appreciate the energy. And that may be just the fill in you. <laughs> it kind of is that spitfire. Like what are we going to do about this? Um, But thank you. Thank you for bringing that to the show.
2: Nick, thank you so much for those thoughtful gratitudes. They really, um, Are special it's really nice to hear because sometimes you know you're just showing up as you are and you never know how that really hits so appreciate that (laughs) um and I would love to share my gratitudes to you all and our listeners um and so Nick really appreciate the way that you come to the show with some really grounding questions, um, thought-provoking questions, the way you're, you know, behind the scenes encouraging us like, oh, there's a connection point. Oh, that connects to that question. And so just helping kind of foster that flow of the show that really um, helps us ask the things we want to ask and push our thinking on um, where to go next and, and hearing those moments too. I feel like you're really good about, Oh, that they said this, I'm going to connect to that. And then sometimes take it in a new direction spontaneously, but in a way that surfaces new insights. So thank you for that. Um, And Patrice, I mean, Nick said it so well, your thoughtfulness is just uncanny (laughs) like it is amazing how you show up and you know the thing I really appreciate is just how clearly you name the thing you know you name the thing and then you're like okay now we named it so let's think about this how are we going to move forward? What might happen? Why is that not okay? And how can it maybe be okay? So what can we do? And so just really looking at it, um, the naming the thing and looking at it from these multiple perspectives and inviting that, um, that thinking as well. So thank you. Um, And a gratitude to our listeners. I'm really grateful for everyone who listens to the show and when I run into them and they're like, oh, I listened to your show and this really brought me joy or, oh, that idea or this happened to me or I, I really connected to that or I didn't know about this, like all of those things that come out are just so joyful to connect more deeply with people. And as you said, Nick, think about the community community. Like this thing where education is about the community. So how do we do that together? And I've appreciated um, just having those conversations with,
1: with all of you
2: and sometimes not all of you, but I'm hoping those conversations are happening.
1: <laughs> thank you both. And thank you, Nick, for sparking this. Um, it's so funny, Stacy, because you said exactly what I was going to say about you. <laughs> I think you have an incredible ability to, to call a thing a thing. Um, and it's so funny. I didn't think about it this way, but Nick's probably right. It's the Philly in you. There's just like that, that fight there's, there's something there, um, which, you know, I can relate to is, you know, being a Brooklyn girl and also having gone to temple in Philly, but I just really appreciate your, yes, (laughs) I really, really appreciate your 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 insight and your ability to make connections and just to call things out, I think it's just necessary. I think at this time we we care is necessary, but sometimes I think care can kind of get in the way of like just calling some things out. like we don't say that. <laughs> that's not how we need to frame that, right? And just problem I, I try not to use this word, but tr- problematizing things because sometimes things are problematic and they need to be called that. so. I appreciate that. And also just kind of behind the scenes, keeping us organized like, hey, what are we talking about? What's going on for this week? What are we doing in it? I you know, it's you've you've been an organizing force for us, so I, I really, really appreciate that, um, especially in times when I've had like a lot of competing priorities. Um, it's been very helpful to have that. um and Nick, I you know I, you to me are like, uh you're, you similarly, I, I see you as a very, very deep thinker. Um and you bring that to this space. you bring it to pretty much any space I've shared with you, but you certainly bring that here. um, but you combine it with a certain level of passion that I think is is really not only inspiring, but it's engaging. Um, so I appreciate that about you immensely. your your thoughtfulness and just your ability to to keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on um and bring that and share that with us, I think is is really remarkable. um as well as your, uh, your ability to connect us and to encourage us as we're in the moment. You all, you have no idea what our text thread looks like, um, but it's full of Nick uh, encouraging us and and shouting us out for different things. And it it really is helpful as we we, um, record and and do this show. Um, And in, in addition to gratitude for the listeners, I also wanna express gratitude for our guests. They've all been very, very remarkable in so many different ways, so enlightening, so refreshing. Um, and inspiring. So, thank you to all the guests who've joined us, and I'll give a thanks in advance to all the guests that will join us on future shows as well.
0: <laughs> I was trying to do a count of how many episodes have we done, and quick way to do in Apple is you can be able to um, when episode when you have recent episodes, it shows you like the top five or six that most recently come out. But at the very bottom, it will say "See All," and then you have a number next to it. So we are currently at episode. Well, this is actually twenty nine that we're recording. So, you know, the last thing I'll say to you both is that when we started, you both, you know, were processing like, this is real. (laughs) You turn on the microphone. This is a very different, not a different experience, but like, what does that mean? I know you both had a lot of questions at the start and you both were looking for feedback as to like, are we, are we doing a good job? Like, does this feel right? And 29 episodes in hell? Yes. You know, it's the, And we continue to grow, we continue to improve in the way we deliver the show, the way we plan the show. And that's because you both just contribute, like the three of us are now in it together. Um, And at the end of the day, what we hoped for was to have an informed and entertaining conversation and a passionate one too, about something that we really, really care about that many people in this country do. But is all too often co-opted by forces that try to turn it either into a punchline or fuel to... Justify or remove funding, and we wanted to say, you know, that that time's up. <laughs> we need to actually have an informed conversation about, you know, Patrice. You've always mentioned this, and it's always stood out to me this idea that schools perfunctory, right? And and at surface, you can sort of pause it and it's like, it's like, yeah, like that's the promise of this country, and that's profound. I don't, I don't know. Where the rest of the world operates. And most of the time, yes, I imagine. but like, you know, by the founding of public education in this country, we put out the word that yes, we believe it is society's responsibility to play a role in the development of children. And now we're in a really interesting and sometimes pernicious place where people kind of question that role for a variety of political reasons. And that's the scary place, but but it does come back to like at the found one of the foundations and pillars of this country is the fact that students, our children, you know, have access to a quality education. And if that's true, if that is the foundation, one of the pillars of this country, well, how are we living? How are we meeting that? And that's what, that's what this show tries to offer. Anyway, that's a real long way of saying, thank you to you both. Acknowledging the growth you both have made, the commitment you both have made to this program. We're at 29 episodes. We get to keep growing. We get to really celebrate. We hit 30, 50, a hundred and so on. Uh, And we get to do this journey with all of you as listeners as well. Again, the educate us show at gmail.com, the way to get in touch with us. But again, many of you text, as I've seen from friends of mine. Um, My friend Jane, who was on this show, her husband, Mitch. See, Mitch, I shout you out on both the new show and on here too um, for listening. All of you, please continue to do that. Text us, reach out to us. Let us know that you are a... A follower of this program and be a literal follower subscribe to the show ratings let us know that you're out there it means a lot to our show it means a lot to leon media network on behalf of myself and my colleagues have a restful holiday i use that word a lot to many people both the school i work with teachers i serve co-workers i'm a part of rest is the operative word as much as you can get when the time allows take advantage of it restfulness and being able to reflect as well is the season to do so thank you as always for listening and be sure to stay around for an incredible 2024